Good afternoon, church family. This is Pastor Brad Franklin, and I greet you in the name of Jesus. I hope that you are doing very well uh, in your day and in this week as we move closer and closer to uh, Sunday. I, I want to continue in our series at this season of sermon preview and to give you the scripture ahead of time so that you know what is being preached on so that you can read it and study it and pray your way through it uh, as well. So, uh, and also too, let me encourage you every Sunday to bring the Word of God with you. If you were able to come to church, bring your scripture. Also, if you are just able to watch it online from the comfort of your own home, have the Word of God right there ready to engage it as well. So I want to do a two-part sermon series for the next two Sundays, and that is the revival of the Bible and what that means, and to back it all up with the Word of God. So that's uh, the sermon title, and I want to get uh, a little more into what I wanted to uh, speak about for Sunday. So let me open up with a word of prayer, please, and then we will go from there. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, your word is our spiritual anchor. Oh God, we need it as believers uh, to stay grounded, Lord, uh, to be, Lord, anchored, Lord, in these words that, uh, as Scripture says, are breathed, Lord, are, in fact, divinely inspired by you. So bless, Lord, this midweek manna. May it be the bread of life for all who receive it. Bless this time together and our day and our life with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our text that we're going to be looking at uh, for this Sunday is 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 16. 2 Timothy 3.16. So a little bit of context. Uh, much of the New Testament um, uh, was written by the Apostle Paul. He was writing to oftentimes a church community. Uh, this, this particular book, actually it's, it's two books, Timothy 1 and 2. Uh, Paul is writing to an individual, this, this young young believer, young disciple named uh, Timothy. What we know about Timothy is uh, he was raised uh, in a very uh, faith-centered home. Uh, scripture speaks about uh, his relatives, both females, so he had that strong spiritual anchor from both his mother, Eunice, and his grandmother, Lois. Okay, so they were of the of the Jewish faith, raised him in that way. Paul even makes mention uh, that Timothy is the son or a son of the true faith. So this is someone who, by no means, is is lackluster or uh, half baked in his faith. He got that good uh, foundation of of faith, and, and then. Uh, certainly God called him into ministry uh, and he was a colleague 
uh, of Paul's uh, as well. So, uh, a little bit about uh, about the scripture. Uh, it's something that uh, I would highly recommend uh, that you read and even memorize because because it captures. Scripture, what Scripture is, the importance of Scripture, how Scripture can move and, uh, in fact, impact a believer's life. So let's let's look at this now. Second Timothy, three sixteen. I'll just unpack it word for word. It says this: All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Okay. Some translations, maybe even your translation, by the way, I'm using the New King James Version, but some scriptures even say all scripture is God-breathed. Okay, So as Methodists, we believe uh, that, uh, in fact, it's almost as though it was carbon copied right from these very pages of Scripture, that we believe that Scripture, the Word of God, is divinely inspired. It is inspired by the very breath of God. Those who were writing, shaping, forming Scripture as we have it now, as it was being written, and oftentimes we know over uh, years, over many years, in fact, it, it, it was not written okay, by just man alone. There was, in fact, divine inspiration. It was God-breathed. So this right here uh, in its early early um, beginnings here, Scripture is God-breathed, okay? Not man-breathed, not just man-created, but in fact, God has a huge part in it start to finish. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And now watch this. Here's what scripture can do in the life of one's uh, faith, in the church, of anyone who engages the word of God. Here it is. It's profitable for doctrine, okay? Anytime we speak of the word doctrine, okay, that is a very formal word, a very fancy word for teaching, okay? Um, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the teaching of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of the church, the teaching of the church. I, I, I think about, um, for instance, uh, another big word that is used in seminaries, systematic theology. It is a systematic way of thinking theologically about God, Jesus Christ, the church, the Holy Spirit, forgiveness, sin, doctrine is just teaching, okay? Teaching. So, um, it is the Word of God is profitable, okay? Did you catch that word profitable, okay? There is eternal benefit to what the what this divinely inspired Word is. So it's profitable for teaching or doctrine for reproof. Now, reproof is a, another word for conviction, okay? Conviction. And, and, and I think uh, conviction very much uh, is a word that uh, takes the very presence and nudging of God as well. You and I are 
convicted about something, convicted of our sin. Very much, very much from, from God through his word that then convicts us. But the, but the Holy Spirit convicts us uh, as well. Uh, also for, uh, for instruction, okay? Uh, instruction, uh, of course, is just a, a, another word of training. Okay, training a child, training uh, an adult to instruct, to to teach. Okay, to train something in order to develop. Okay, um, so for instruction to teach, this instruction in now watch this righteousness. Okay, think of the word righteousness as you and I as believers being in a right relationship with Jesus and with God and with the church and with fellow believers, okay? That the man of God may be, now watch this, complete. Who doesn't want to be complete? We're all broken. We're all sinful. Scripture says we all have fallen uh, short of the glory of God. So who doesn't want to be made complete or whole? thoroughly then equipped for every good work. So, Paul uh, is addressing Timothy and saying, look, this is what the Word of God is, not in the form of the biblical canon that we have now, but think about it, all of the Word of God, okay, for Paul and Timothy then, for you and I now, it is God breathe, and it is then useful, okay, for these very things, for teaching, okay, for rebuking, uh, for correction, for instruction, so that we might be made righteous, okay. I, 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 think, I think we often fall into this trap or snare, for instance, that we can pick up the latest bestseller on self-improvement, okay? And yes, there may be some gems in that, but let me ask you something. Does it have any eternal content, any eternal weight to it, any eternal benefit? The Word of God does because it comes from the very presence, voice, and presence of God to the parchment or scroll or paper than it is written on so that we might be in a righteous relationship with the Father and so that we might be thoroughly equipped then for every good work which is necessary. Our world, as you know, uh, hasn't been um, as broken um, as divided, um, as just pure evil as it's ever been, okay? So that's, that's why we need to know and understand uh, the Word of God and its intent, its purpose for our lives. Let me end with this, and, and these are two questions that I want to um, ask you now. I will bring these back up on Sunday. Uh, I'm also going to 
uh, try my very best to answer them. Uh, and as I was journaling and, and making some notes about, uh, about the sermon, two questions I want to propose to you. And, and when I speak of preachers here, I'm speaking of preachers in the universal church, okay? Not just in the United Methodist Church, not just in the Baptist or any other denomination, but the universal church, okay? Number one, here's a question I want you to think about. Have preachers communicated the right message of the Bible? If we're going to have a revival of the Bible, has the right message been preached in your lifetime and mine? Number two, have preachers been communicating the right reason for the church to engage in the Word of God? If we're going to have a, re a revival of the Bible, has, in fact, the right reason for those sitting in the pew to engage the Word of God. I want you to be thinking about that, okay? And be not only watching, but listening. If you watch sermons uh, on TV, from your laptop, if you are listening to a podcast, look, I, I believe that sermons are much more for the ear than they are for the eye. Okay? Let me say that again. Sermons preached are much more for the ear than they are for the eye. Particularly, spiritually speaking, for the ears of our heart. I would hope and pray that everything that is delivered, that is called a sermon feeds the soul because we want it to have eternal weight, eternal value for you, the listener, okay? I mean, think about it. Think about it just for a moment, okay? The reason why it's beneficial for the ear, a preacher could literally, literally get up there with a phone book and read from the phone book from A to Z. But what eternal weight does that have, okay? Preaching from the Word of God, we not only come hungry for it, but we want to take what we are hearing and apply the very Word of God so that we might too be thoroughly equipped for every good work that God calls us to. So, some things for you to be thinking about uh, this day, okay? Uh, on that note, let me offer a word of prayer for us, please, and then we will go from there. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, your word, Lord, it is powerful, Lord, and as we read it, as we engage it, as we pray ourselves through it, Lord, I want us to begin thinking and knowing, Lord, and um, being assured that the Word of God can, too, be our constant companion. Lord, it can almost be used uh, like a spiritual sifter that, Lord, when we are hit with things every day, Lord, from 
the devil himself, that we can sift, Lord, those thoughts, those words, uh, those occurrences, those experiences, sift it through the word of God so that we can be of the right mind and of the right heart and of the right spirit. It starts right here, Lord, in your word that was divinely inspired by you. Thank you, Lord, for such a gift. We ask this now and always in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, you have a very blessed day, and I will look forward to seeing you next week. Take care.